Hey everyone, welcome back to the Pilot's Wife podcast. This is Amy McLaren and episode 38. And in this episode, I am going to be talking about the 100% non-nagging, 100% non-doormat way to get the results you want when someone annoys you. To get the result you want from that person who annoys you without being a doormat, without being a nag. This is a 100% awesome, totally effective way to get the results you want. So here's the question. For those of us who don't have a picture-perfect relationship, who don't put our highlights reel on social media and pretend it's all rosy, where can I get some down-to-earth inspiration without any religious barriers? Who can give me real-life encouragement, help me be a better spouse, and tell me how to get an even more enriching relationship without becoming a doormat? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Amy McLaren, and this is the Pilot's Wife Podcast. Now, just before I start, I just want to bring up something that I talked about in a couple of episodes ago. I did a quiz night, and I was answering questions about what I thought was right about Josh. And I, like, go back and listen to it. It's kind of funny. And so I kind of said at the end that I would get Josh to listen to it and then I would see how many I got right. Well, he still doesn't, he still hasn't listened to it, but he's got it queued in his list of things to listen to and he did go for a run tonight. So when he gets back, it'll be too late, but I will see how he did and I will report back next week in my final episode for the year. So I just wanted to clarify, I haven't heard back, that's why I haven't told you guys what the result was. I wait in anticipation to hear back on how I did. (laughs) So anyway, today's episode is a really special one because this is a technique that works whether you're annoyed at someone and annoyed at something they did or do, or whether they are regularly getting annoyed at you. So it's kind of like a, even if, you know, you're the one that feels like you're being kind of you know, annoyed at, like somebody's annoyed about something you do all the time and you feel like, you know, well, whatever the reason is, you can still use this technique. And so I'll tell you what it's called and then you'll go, ah, that's so boring. But no, it's not because I have got a proprietary way of doing this that really works. And we've used it so much and it just, it's so simple. And when you get good at it, you just, it just rolls off the tongue and it just gets stuff solved real quick. So it's called giving feedback. <laughs> and I can hear the internal groans from some people like, oh, feedback. Um, but it's, but just be, hear me out. So the idea of this whole giving feedback to your spouse is it kind of stems from like back in intermediate, like when I was 11, I think, when, I don't know if they still do it these days, but we had... I think they called it sex education and it was, you you know, you went to a special class with a special teacher who came from, you know, travelled around the, the different schools doing this education and they generally got you to watch a video about something and then you could ask them questions about stuff to do with, you know, all that stuff with reproduct and reproduction and sex and stuff that they kind of taught you and so I remember watching this one video and it was of like this cartoon couple and they were agreeing to go out on a date and they were at this kind of place and they were dancing together and they'll they'll dance for a bit and then one of them would say 
I really like you, but some of your bits aren't nice. <laughs> and then it would kind of, like, he would he would be saying that to her, and then it would kind of cut to when she was getting ready to go out on a date, how she, like, maybe didn't comb her hair, and then it's like, this is how you should comb your hair, and, you know, blah, 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 and make sure to wash out your comb or whatever. And then they'd go back to the scene where they're dancing, and then she would say, I really like you, but some of your bits aren't nice. And then it would kind of cut to when he was getting ready and, I don't know, brushing his teeth or something and how you should replace your toothbrush and all that sort of stuff. And so it, it's kind of, it always I always think back to that when I talk about this giving feedback example because <laughs> one of the, the, the basic kind of uh, strategies that they're using in that video is the sandwich technique. That's not what I'm going to talk about today, but th that is also a very useful one to use, which is you say something good, and then you say the thing that you're not so happy about, and then you finish it with something good. And so that's a real basic one. So um, I really like the way that you um, hug the kids when you get home. It's a little bit hard when you yell at them every night when you're bathing them. And it's so nice how you tell them stories when they go to bed. So that's an example of the sandwich technique. But what I'm really going to talk about tonight is something that I call DEAR, and that's because the acronym is D-E-A-R, so it's got four steps. Well, actually, it's got four steps, which is the D-E-A-R, but there are kind of like two to three steps before that, so you're kind of like pre-steps. And this is pre-steps when you're not used to doing this, but then once you are used to doing this, then you don't have to do the pre-steps, if you know what I mean. So anyway, <laughs> let's just crack into it. So step one is... Write down all the things that you love about this person that you're about to give feedback to, the person that is annoying you in some way, and you're about to give feedback to them. So write down everything you love about them. And this is a really important step, because depending on how far you are into this annoyance, the further you are into it, the harder it is to get out of that emotional state of feeling hurt, and of just just wanting to bite at them and snap at them and nag at them, or to not say anything because you want to avoid the conflict. Hence, you know, you don't want to be a doormat, but you also don't want to be that nag that keeps saying the same thing, expecting different results, and it's not happening for you. So write down all the things that you love about them, and it doesn't matter if it takes a while, but you've got to, you've got to think of some stuff, okay? Because there's a reason that you're married, and usually people get married because they love each other, so there must have been something that you marry them for. And so just write down at least three things. Okay, and then, oh, but don't don't show them. This is kind of the pre-phase where you maybe you would do it with, without talking to them. So like you haven't talked to them yet about it. And so this is your pre-steps. So that's step one. Then step two is have a think about, is there, has there ever been a time where someone has given you feedback, maybe at work? or maybe at home, where you have thought it was a good experience or or even that it was a bad experience, that you, you didn't like receiving the feedback. Think about how, why it, it was good or why it was bad. And, and then from there kind of go, how would you prefer for someone to give feedback to you? So if you're going to be sitting in the hot seat and waiting for someone to give you feedback, how would you like them to be about it? You know, things like, would you hope that they're going to be calm, that they're going to be unassuming, maybe objective, and that they're not going to be blaming you like, you always do blah, blah, blah. Or 
have a think about you know, if you've had good feedback, what made it good, and and have a think about how you would deserve to be given feedback because you know you never do stuff on purpose to annoy someone else. It's always there's always a reason behind it. So you don't want people to assume that you're being mean about the fact that you're doing something wrong because you probably don't even know you're doing it. And this is a point of giving feedback a lot of the time. Okay, so this is a really important step. And if it and if you don't get that straight away, I don't want you to even broach the giving feedback thing until you've got this, until you've thought about it really hard and worked out the best way that you would like to be given feedback because that's the way that you're going to be giving the feedback. <laughs> and so step two and a half or three, if it is a different step, is getting in that zone where you can be in a place where you can give feedback like that. And the reason I say that is because, again, if... It's been something that's annoying you, been annoying you for a while. It can be quite hard to get into that zone of being calm and maybe non-blaming or being objective about it. Uh, so that's, you know, think about the things that you love about them. Think about how you would like feedback to be given to you. And the fact that if you give this feedback to them, then you kind of have to expect that they'll be able to give some feedback to you. So often we give feedback and we get feedback on something that we don't actually know is annoying the other person or we don't actually know why it annoys them or why it annoys you but you are trying to give the feedback so that it doesn't keep annoying you and the hope is that if they don't really even know they're doing it that they're not doing it on purpose and therefore you can do something about it quite easily and get it resolved so that's the hope so step three is get in that zone try and Get rid of the emotional feelings you have about the annoyance and concentrate on thinking about how you'd like that feedback given to you if it was someone giving it to you. Okay, so that's the pre-work for the giving feedback. And now we get into the four steps, the D, E, A and R. So the first one, so I guess it's maybe step four, is describe the behaviour that you're seeing. An example is, and this is one that Josh and I use often in our courses, and it's actually a true one, is <laughs> um, about Josh leaving the cloth in the sink. So describe the behaviour that annoys me. And so it's like, Josh, sometimes when you have been using the cloth, you've been putting it inside the sink when you're finished with it. And in, in a lot of cases, I don't even say why it annoys me. I'll just describe the behaviour, that's it. Because I think if you start to talk about why it annoys you, you get bringing that, that emotion again. So the second step, or step five really, is the E. And the E stands for empathise. So this is a really, really key one. So this is where you try and imagine why they're doing it. And it doesn't matter at all whether you're totally wrong or not. It's just the idea that you're trying to think in their shoes. And just that, uh, just that action of trying to think in their shoes, one, helps you remember that whole thing about perception, how you might not be seeing something that's actually going on because your brain is filtering information. You might not be seeing it how it is. And two, that they feel like you're trying to understand them. So this is a really important step. So empathise. So I would say to Josh, I can understand why, you know, it might just be really convenient, so you finish with it, you just chuck it in the direction, it ends up in the sink. You might not even think about it ending up in the sink, so I can understand why that happens. And then 
he might even say, oh, no, 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 it's not even that. It's just that, you know, the um, the kids are distracting me and I just want to put the cloth down somewhere and I... Um, and that's, you know, like it seems to be that that's... If it's full of food and stuff, I don't want to just put it in the middle of the bench maybe where we're preparing more food or something. I'll put it in the sink because it's out of the way. So it's cool if he corrects the reason for why he does it. And, and that's great because then it brings more understanding for why they do it, which makes it easier to do the next couple of steps. And so the next couple of steps is you're jumping straight into ask. A for ask. So we've got D-E-A and then R. So A is for ask. And that's kind of questions like, is it okay if in future you put the cloth in that situation next to the sink rather than in the sink? Because when you put it in the sink, then I have to, you know, like squeeze out the sliminess that's all cold before I can rinse it out and use it myself. And so, yeah, would you, do you think it would be possible if you could put it next to the sink instead of in the sink next time? And so even if it's, it can be asking a question like, uh, is there any other way that you think you could do that? Or is there, is there a reason why you need to keep doing that? You know, like, it's just, just ask a question. Just trying to understand their point of view. And even just the fact of asking a question just releases that other person to not feel like they are being told what to do. Because they're, they're being given an option. Like, they can answer the question however they like. And so it's just a sort of opening up that feedback loop and being able to have the conversation go both ways without, you know, that feeling of blame, which shuts people down and stops them from being able to communicate and resolve problems. So ask. So that's the third one. And then the fourth one, the R, it stands for results or resolve. So that's about... Once you've asked that question and you've asked you know, about possible next steps, like would it be possible if we did this in future, then the R is, is kind of setting that in stone and making sure that you finish the conversation and put in place a resolution if there is one or a result. So it, easy, like the, the, the cloth example, the ask was, do you think you could just put it by the sink next time? And Josh was like, yeah, I hadn't really even thought about that. That's fine, I'll do that. And then, you know, it's never been a problem again because that's, you know, that's the understanding and, and it's not a problem. So, but you can have obviously more complicated things than that going on. And so it's a matter of making sure that that implementation happens because sometimes you can feel like because you've had the discussion and you understand each other and you've decided what to do, that it's resolved. But you actually need to put the resolution in place, like the, the action that's going to happen now as a result. So that's D-E-A-R, that's the no myths framework for giving feedback and the the totally awesome framework for getting the result you want from something that annoys you so i hope you can use that um i hope if you want to use it that you've taken down the notes for d-e-a-r even if you just have the words describe empathize ask and results or resolve then hopefully that'll that'll trigger your memory and you'll remember what to do for each of those scenarios so it's really basic it's designed to be really basic but really really effective but don't forget to do those pre-steps if you find like when you think about it you're getting really angry or annoyed okay so next week is going to be the final episode for the year it's going to be episode number 39 which means wow i've been doing an episode of this podcast per week for 39 weeks that's that's amazing it might look like there was one week maybe about 10 episodes ago where I it looked like I didn't put up an episode and then I put up two at once in the next week that's actually because 
I thought that that episode that didn't get uploaded that week, I thought it was uploaded. <laughs> and then I kind of got distracted and closed down the program and never checked that it didn't, you know, that it uploaded and it hadn't. So then I went to upload the, the next one the following week and realised that the other one wasn't up. And I was like, ah, oh, crap, so I put up two. But but other than that, I, don't, no, I had done one every week, but that one wasn't posted. So 39 weeks of a podcast every week, I think that's awesome. I hope that you guys have gotten some value out of it. So if there's any way you can let me know, write some comments underneath, send me an email. I'd love to hear your feedback on this. I'd love to hear what you would like to hear about next year. I've got some cool plans and some uh, some crazy things that are going to be happening next year. And I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome. Let's hit the ground running with episode 40 on, I think, the maybe the 13th of January, something like that. So next episode, the final one for the year, I'm going to be talking about how to have a Christmas break from the thing you argue about most often. So I look forward to talking to you then. I hope you have an awesome week. I'll catch you later. Ka kite.